It's time. <laughs> Welcome to the only MMA podcast that's not sponsored by Manscaped and it will stay this way until Manscaped wants to sponsor me. Uh, you can see, uh, well, first, welcome to the MMA Monday here on the Funkit Pod. You can see different kind of setup in, if you're watching, different kind of setup here. Not sure how it lists, how it listens, how it sounds to the listeners. Um, now on a sofa, because I figured Dan Hardy in the war room is on a sofa. Uncle Chael is always super relaxed, so why shouldn't we be trying this? I have to be honest, and I'm not that comfy on the sofa yet, because I figure I, I can't figure out how to be comfy on a sofa, don't look like a slouch on a couch, uh, and still be close enough to the microphone so that the sound quality is okay. But we will figure this out. Okay, while we figure this out, let's talk MMA, let's talk about UFC, let's talk about one championship for a little bit. <laughs> What happened to Bellator, actually? Still there? Um, waiting for the Grand Prix, obviously. All right, let's, let's discuss UFC 259, as this just happened, right? And, of course, we have to talk about the main event, right? Again, usually you, you try to like slowly build it, but it's we have to talk about the main event, obviously. But also about lots of the other fights. Uh, but let's get it done. Main event. Uh, Jan Blachowicz versus Israel Adesanya. <laughs> I can still say it while Ariel can't. Sorry, Ariel. Um, so Israel Adesanya. Adesanya. Um, try to capture the light heavyweight title. And yeah, he, he didn't put on that much weight he said he came in like i think at 200 pounds or so 200 and a half pounds on the weigh-ins uh, had a pizza on the scale it was a nice a nice visual uh jan came in at 205 of course and then probably added like 15 to 20 pounds by the way i hate talking pounds um afterwards so he was while not taller easy easy had i think two inches reach inches easy had a reach advantage but jan was clearly the, the thicker guy no, not member of the Thick Boy Bike Club, though. Sorry, Brandon Shop. Uh, and, well, it started the way I thought it would start, right? Is he just throwing leg kicks and staying busy from the outside? Kind of. Um, but, yeah, lots have been has been made of the commentary of Joe Rogan, John Anik, and DC, especially uh, Rogan and DC. They have been too biased, but I think they, that's just what they you expected Izzy to 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 stay in the outside, be busy with, with landing like distant shots, right? And he tried it in the beginning. And so they're like, okay, this game plan works. In the end, you can see the Jan game, Jan's game plan worked perfectly because he realized, okay, I can't grapple in the beginning. Uh, he, he, he just wiggled his way out right away. So I'm going to tire him out and then I'm going to try it in the end. And, that, and it worked. It was not a, not a barn burner, not a great banger. It was smart of Jan. And he, he, even Jan in the interviews, and I, I love that he's so honest in the interviews. Like, this guy, you can't hate on him. And what Izzy said, right, if I have to lose to someone, I'm glad it's Jan. Um, so I, I like how both men actually talk about it and, and handle it in the, in the end, right? So Izzy was humble, and he's like, well, yeah, Jan was the better man on this day. Um, the scores, obviously, are ridiculous, and that is what Dana White said, too. And I agree. Well, scorecards were, what, 49, 45, whatever. It's insane. I mean, it's not like Izzy got his ass kicked. He clearly lost, and Jan clearly won, obviously. But it was not an ass kicking uh, in, in that regard. But it doesn't really matter. Um, 
Yeah, what, what else? Oh, yeah, Jan, how Jan handled the, the win, right? Uh, he wasn't, I mean, they both seem to have respect for each other, which is nice. And, um, well, Jan said it was one of his toughest fights and he's, he's limping right now because the kicks are really hard that he, that he, that he had to check that he got hit with. Um, and he said, yeah, I, I thought it was a close fight. It was even in the last round. And then I decided to wrestle and I try, I, I, I took the, the round via ground control and that's why I won. So that's a very fair assessment. And that's what I saw. That's what, Others, so I, I think even Ariel saw that. So if Ariel agrees with this, uh, it has to be the truth. So it was not a one-sided ad swooping or anything like according to the scores, uh, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, well done by Jan. Uh, good job. And looks like he's here to stay for a bit. So next up, Glover Teixeira, who was cage side and actually like fist bumped Jan through the cage. It was kind of nice. Like, yeah, good job. You got it. Uh, so it was cool. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so great for Jan for the story. I, I love it. Like I also like how Izzy said, said it. Like look at it from Jan's perspective. In Jan's story, he's the hero. He gives me my first MMA defeat, which is awesome for him. Uh, so you can't hate on that, and that's true, right? Uh, Dana probably not happy because he wanted to super fight with John Jones, but uh, that's off the table for now. John, of course, also live tweeting, like even though he's like, ah, Izzy is not in my head, and then he's live tweeting Izzy's fights. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, of course, I mean, this, that fight is off the table right now. It doesn't make much sense. Let's see if it uh, happens at some point. Uh, of course, uh, Jones was just shitting all over Izzy the whole time. But I mean, the other way around, right? So there's, that's no surprise here. Mm. Just checking my notes if I have anything else that I want to talk about, talk about in this regard. But I think um, there's not much to talk about. Unfortunately, the press conference was rather lame, right? Uh, I mean, just too respectful. Then there's no trash talk in the cage. Like nothing happened afterwards. They're, they're both humble in victory and defeat. So there's not much to say. Izzy apologized to his fans. Kind of was like, yeah, sorry to let you down. But uh, yeah, if you want to jump off the hype train, jump off now. I don't need you because we're just stopping for some fuel and then we're back on track. So um, let's see about this. Yeah, so I not much more to talk about uh, the, the main event here. Uh, even less to talk about the co-main event, Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson looking really tall, but also really scared. As soon as the fight started, you could see the fear in her, in her eyes. And Nunes hit her once, and then her, Megan Anderson's eyes like wide open, like, oh, I've never been hit that hard, kind of facial expression, and... That was it. Like, I mean, Nunes just hit a few more bombs, took her down, Amber, that's it. Congratulations to the GOAT. Um, yeah, but I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not a UFC fighter, right? So it's hard to, hard to be like sitting on, a, literally like on a couch right now and like, and, and, and talk about it. But I just wonder, didn't she expect the power or like, why couldn't she like utilize her reach better or is it just because Nunes just was too fast and she didn't expect it but why didn't she expect it oh. anyways congratulations to the goat right another flawless victory I, I like Nunes in the press conference at first she had her baby with her it was super cute of course and then she had a baby in the cage and then even brought her to Megan Anderson and Megan Anderson said hi to the baby and they were all embracing and it was just nice to see right so you can be competitors but then you can also be friendly with each other which is nice and the press conference was one question for Nunes like how she stays motivated and she achieved everything 
it's getting boring and she said like she is in there right now to make memories with her family and i think that's that's a great a great line and it just shows that she's still motivated and this is the right i know source of motivation i believe so uh expect more awesomeness from the goat from amanda uh yeah, flawless once again uh not flawless <laughs> what's the cool main event uh, the, co the the third title bout sorry coco main event the third title bout Piotr Jan and it's not, not hard to say Piotr Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling I think Aljamain is a way more difficult name than Piotr by the way uh, so Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling and Sterling started off like crazy fast um, and I like what Trevor Whitmer said uh, on commentary like he was like the coach on commentary like once in a while they were asking him for his coaching thoughts and he said um sterling looks way too I'm, i'm paraphrasing nervous and he's throwing too much he's moving too much and jan looks like very stoic like he looks like the champ he looks like i'm just waiting for this guy to to power himself out and i'm going to take over and this is what happened in the aldo fight right aldo tried to show man i still got it and it was lighting up jan for a little bit uh, but jan was was fighting power or hanging hanging in there it's not even hanging in there he was just absorbing it moving around just always like guard up guard up taking a few shots but knowing that his opponent will get tired and the same thing happened here right? second round sterling still tries to try to keep it up but then third round uh he was so tired you, you could see you could see his arms like hanging down you can see him like moving less and less and i think it was the first one when the stoppage came uh, i believe but sterling was really tired uh if this if we didn't have the stoppage that we had and more than a second i think jan would have taken sterling out in that round um so what happened right <laughs> eventually i mean sterling spent lots of his time also on his back like just trying to bait him in every time he i know was off balance he just fell on the back and like yeah come down uh, just i guess to to recover um because jan never followed off of course mm. but then he was I think Jan was like pushing him down. I, I don't know what happened, like a scramble or something. Also, Sterling with a dominant wrestling, one of one out of 15 or something takedowns. What? <laughs> And Pure Jan with like six of six or something, uh, but o always trips or, or stuff like this. So uh, he didn't go for like single legs or double leg takedowns, but, but still, right? Uh, interesting. Uh, but then. I think Sterling was shooting in again and then Jan was just pushing him down or something and then Sterling had the knee on the ground which means he's a grounded opponent and then Jan was just still holding him was even like apparently asking his corner do I kick him and his corner was like da da <laughs> and then he needs the grounded opponent in the face and then Sterling was wobbled and this is basically Not what happened with Jones and Anthony Smith, but I mean, it was an illegal illegal strike too, but not as obvious and blatant as here because he really he was holding him and like, okay, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm going to check him now. And uh, he asked his corner and his corner clearly gave the wrong advice. And they even have it on video on ESPN. Like I think one guy in the corner said like strike only, but then another one said like in, apparently in Russian uh, that he can kick him and so he went for the for the for the knee uh, Khabib actually was in the arena and he translated the the Russian instructions later on and he said yeah he they they clearly said he could kick him now that bears the question <laughs> um why doesn't Jan know the rules so first 
Mighty Mouse came out and said, like, it's stupid rules. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to, I don't know, catch a break just by by putting your knee on the ground, obviously. So they should allow knees to ground at opponents, um, which I agree on. One championship in the house. Uh, but that's the rules. And if you fight there, you have to know the rules. Like, why do you have to ask for that? Um, so then... Uh, Sterling was out. He he couldn't continue. Some people say he was acting, or maybe they mean the acting later on, on uh, in the interview. But nevertheless, why would why should he continue? Illegal knee, clearly. Why should he continue? Right. Uh, so Sterling is the new champion via disqualification. Um, yeah, that's just a weird. Now others are saying there should be rules like in wrestling, uh, in professional wrestling, uh, that you cannot take the belt via DQ. But then just imagine you're losing and then you just go for a low blow just to get the DQ, right? Uh, doesn't work as well. But yeah, overall, weird, uh, weird, weird, weird thing that happened here. Um, everyone is now saying they want a rematch right away. Um, even Sterling said it. I mean, if Sterling says it, then okay. But honestly, from my point of view, if you're landing like this, such a super obvious, blatant foul, I mean, he's looking at him and then he's going, why do you get rewarded with a rematch? Like, you're being stupid right now. You shouldn't be fighting for a title anytime soon. I would even consider finding that guy and, I don't know, suspect suspending him or something like but why does he why does he get why does he get another title right away i don't know. also i assume that sterling is concussed and probably has to recover for a while now right i well i hope he takes the time to to recover afterwards he actually gave an interview to joe rogan where he was emotional obviously and then they they brought him to the, to the hospital uh, weird weird shit oh, sorry <laughs> all around seriously um yeah strange also of course in the comments later on by the other guys in the same division like tj dillashaw and so on accusing sterling of acting and whatnot uh, i mean did he exaggerate maybe but he probably was or in, in regards to like his feelings and so on but i mean he was probably very emotional and as a fighter you probably think you can always still pull it off at the end and do, does he want to be a champion like this i don't think so i, I think he really wants to become a champion in the, the, the right way right so that was that was really not cool and uh, Jan apologized of course later on he had to but still I mean why don't you know the rules oh, but we, we will see the rematch even though I don't think it's deserved because if you have such a foul you should not you should not be rewarded for that okay uh, what else do we have by the way on the scorecards uh, Jan was up one round on two scorecards and Sterling was up one round on one scorecard. So it wasn't even that clear until then. What else did we have? We had uh, Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober, just a dominant performance, uh, Khabib style, uh, just wrestling him the whole time, dominant, boring. Nah, not that exciting, but it's part of MMA, right? So find a way to stop him. Uh, Drew Dober was hanging in there for a long, 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 long time though. And even like had a few quick reversals somewhere in between, which, which looked nice. Uh, but overall it was all Makachev and actually then stopped him via arm triangle. Great job by Makachev. Um, yeah, he can't deny him any longer, I think. Uh, highly ranked, ranked opponent should be next. 
Yeah, not only top 15, top five or something should be next. Um, then the snoozer of the main card was <laughs> Alexander Rakic versus Thiago Santos. Two guys who have knockout power and who knocked out people before, right? Spectacularly. And again, we see it one more time. We've got a snooze fest on our hands here. Well, it <laughs> didn't fall asleep almost. Not much happened. Uh, Rakic out, pointed. Thiago Santos, 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 20, uh, no, 30, 27, sorry. Um, it was not a good fire. It was not fun. Nothing really happened. And the highlight was that uh, Rakic <laughs> got his brown belt awarded after the fight, after a fight with no jiu-jitsu. There's no BJJ whatsoever, not even an attempt of any ground, whatever. Um, just... To let Rakic uh, BJJ trainer know, I haven't done any BJJ today. Can I get a belt too? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was weird. Rakic was like, I like to dominate uh, the fight in the area where my opponent is the most comfortable. And dude, <laughs> it was lame. You did not dominate. You you barely barely outpointed Santos, and that was it. Santos wins though when it comes to uh, his life partner. <laughs> Uh, then we had the, the main event on the prelims. Dominic Cruz, Casey Kenny. Uh, the dominator is back. This awkward footwork. I, f I forgot how awkward it looks. And I mean, the footwork is awesome and really fast and everything. I forgot how awkward his offense looks, though. Like those, pan those, those punches he throws, like coming from everywhere, looping around and whatnot. Oh my God, that looked weird. I forgot about that. Um, effective, though. He won by split decision, which surprised me. I think, yeah, okay, maybe Kenny got the second round and Cruz said so himself, but I would not have thought it's a split decision. I thought Dominic Cruz all the way. Afterwards, he calls how Hans Molenkamp from Monster Energy. Apparently, Molenkamp uh, forces fighters that are sponsored by Monster to you know, boost his personal social media profile, comment on there, and so on, and uh, threatens to not pay the fighter or maybe cut them from the sponsorship deal i don't know Cruz seemed really upset about that let's see where it goes dana seemed really upset that Cruz was mentioning that though <laughs> uh even though dominic Cruz said dana knows uh, apparently dana dana doesn't know or ignored it um then we had a highlight um fight before before that kyler phillips was a song Yidong, and song Yidong out of team alpha male and uh, was putting on like lots of good shows before even though the last fight was a bit closer i believe um but this kyler phillips guy the matrix and i mean he was starting with like spinning roundhouse kicks or spinning back kicks flying whatever so matrix style for real and he got the ud but it was closer than he, I think, than he liked in the end. 29, 28, uh, I think, three times. He took the first round clearly because it was just too flashy. And Song Yidong was like, what? What's happening right now? Second round, a little bit closer, but, but still for, for, for Phillips. And then in the break, in the, between the rounds, you can see in Song Yidong's corner, like Faber yelling at him in English, of course. Then some dude in Mandarin yelling at him like, ah, while he's getting, and he's just singing like, what? But then the third round, uh, he was just walking Phillips down. And then Phillips didn't land much of his flashy stuff anymore. Another round, and I think Yedong would have taken Phillips out there, probably. Um, so I, I like Phillips' flashy style, obviously. I'm, I'm all for spinning shit. Um, but that might not pay off like 
every time you do it. Now it paid off, so congratulations to Phillips, a nice debut uh, against a ranked opponent, so that was good. But that's a risky style. <laughs> it's a really risky style, um, but it was fun to watch. Also, in the last round, you don't just throwing bombs and just walking down. It was also fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to the next song, You Don't Fight. I'm sure it's going to improve, just make a few adjustments. Uh, I think he just didn't expect this flashy, flippy style. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing both of those guys uh, progressing. That should be fun uh, to follow either of those two guys. We had Asuka Askarov versus uh, Joey B. And, well, let's not talk about it. That was a beating again by Askarov on Joey B. Uh, and he called for a title shot. Everyone calls for a title shot these days, of course. So also Asuka Askarov um, calling for a title shot. Problem is he missed weight. One pound, not much, but he still missed weight, though. Uh, we then had also Kai Kara France back in action. And Rogero Bontorin, I'm sorry for mispronouncing it. I promise I'll be familiar with your name later on. Um, but it was a nice knockoff KO, uh, Mark Hunt style. It's also how Kai Kara friends refer to it later on. He got controlled most of the round, but then I think it was at 4.55 the first. He's like, nah, <laughs> just stand up <laughs> and walk off knockout. Uh, so, so congratulations, Kai Kara friends. That was, that was a, a nice show of will, if you want to. Um, what else do we have? We have Tim Elliott defeating Jordan Espinosa with like lots of trash talk in between. Tim Elliott saying like he got messages online from someone that accused Espinosa of, uh, I think, domestic violence against a girl, probably girlfriend, also sending him like pictures that showed that. So he was a bit, um, yeah, emotional. He said he doesn't really know for sure because people on the internet can be lying, but it really upsets him. So that's why he tried to hurt the guy. He also was rubbing his, uh, the, the blood that was dripping into the eyes of Jordan Espinosa upon, um, instructions of D. James Krause, his, his coach. So a smart there. Um, we had Kennedy and I'm sorry. I'm not even trying to pronounce the last name. Uh, versus Carlos Ulberg, uh, via KO. It was a nice back and forth, like Ulberg starting strong, but then Kennedy came and coming back. Fight of the night here. Um, so congrats to both. Yeah. Other than that, um, the other fights, <laughs> the other fights, not by great or all great fighters, not by people that you would know, but as a casual. But they all start with finishes. That was kind of awesome. I think the first five fights on the card, like four TKOs, one submission, or something like this, crazy. So that was really fun to watch. So overall. Especially the, the the early prelims and the prelims delivered. The main card, eh, eh, it was not bad, right? It was not a stinker, but it was not as awesome as I thought it would be. Um, but it lived from the the tension. You're like, oh my god, what's happening next? So um, that was that was that was good. So overall, I think a decent card um, could have been more exciting, but it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy it, though. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, there are a few things that happened afterwards um, in the MMA world. For example, um, apparently Dan Hardy is no longer working directly with the UFC after disagreement with a female employee. That's, that's what a BJ Penn had. They said that he got fired and Hardy went on Twitter and said, like, so that female doesn't matter. It was an argument, a disagreement with an employee. And now he's not directly working with the UFC anymore. And he wanted answers in regards to, I think, some differential treatment or whatever. But or opportunities that were withheld, but he didn't get any. And 
so they parted ways. That's what Hardy said. So BJPen tried to make it like a, a sexism thing, I guess, or just try to get some clicks out of there. But he said that's not the case. Um, yeah, other than that, I think there's not that much to be talked in regards to UFC 259. Um, we saw the hype package for the next pay-per-view, which is Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Actually, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou part two. And it's they kind of disrespect the man again, right? Uh, it's all about the, the Ngannou hype video. And Stipe doesn't really get anything to 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 say in there. He's but he has his one line or Rogan has one line about Stipe. Like Stipe got got hit with everything in the first fight, but he decided he's not going anywhere. And then he's just hears Stipe saying, "I'm the champ" or something like something like this. So they're all in on Ngannou again. And I like Ngannou. He's really he's really nice. Also in interviews, he's really cool. He's funny, uh, soft spoken, well thought. I just don't like how they disrespect Stipe, so I'm just, and he's the old guy, so I'm just rooting for the old guy one more time. Um, no offense to towards, towards Francis there. There's no hype at all uh, about Volkanovski versus Ortega, though. And that's really strange, because, I mean, they could hype up Volk, because he beat Holloway twice, he didn't. <laughs> but they definitely could be uh, hype, hype up Ortega, right? How he dismantled the Korean zombie, that was awesome. So why not? Strange. I also still find it a bit sad that Volkanovski is just so not likable. <laughs> I would like to like the Aussie guy because I like Australia. I have lots of Aussie friends. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't think he's very likable. But it doesn't really matter. He's a good fighter, so I'm looking forward to that fight. I'm just confused as to why there's why there's no hype behind it. Speaking of no hype behind anything, let's talk about one championship and just. To avoid people saying I'm a hater again, I'm wearing an Evolve martial arts T-shirt today. So Evolve is, is the gym that Chatri owns uh, in Singapore. Chatri Sitiotong, the guy who owns, co-founded one championship. So I'm supporting. I went there to train there. I, I bought their T-shirt to support them it's with my money. I didn't, I didn't get it or anything. I'm supporting you guys. <laughs> Stop saying I'm a hater of on, on one championship. But speaking of hate... <laughs> Oh god, the comments are going to be awesome. Um, so we had, I'm sorry, Kangti Won. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce him again. Sorry, I just haven't seen him before. Defeating Amir Ayakbari, <laughs> and Amir is like was like the, the, supposed to be the big next thing, the next big thing for one championship in, in heavyweight, but he got. It's a one one punch knockout uh, first round, I believe. Right? Yeah, one fifty four first round. Big right hand, but I mean, it must have landed. landed I, I saw it. I watched it. It must have landed really, really well. I mean, it, it looked hard. Of course, it looks hard, but I mean, it was one shot, and that's it. So now, uh, <laughs> now Wong is actually gonna have the highlight match coming up then versus. Bujeta, Bujeta, is that how you pronounce it? My, the Brazilian nicknames really, really, really annoy, annoy me. But you know who I mean. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we had more, more heavyweights. Um, we had Maliking versus Machado. <laughs> also TK all around one. Um, yeah, we had Featherweight. We had Tang 
Ka versus Ryogo Takahashi, also a KO round one. Um, we had Yoshiki Nakahara versus Embilek, um, also TKO of round one, of course. Um, the one fight that I was looking forward to the most, Han Chi Hao and uh, Muay Thai versus Adam Noy, was a UD for Han Chi Hao. And that's the one fight I didn't get any highlight. There are no highlights from one championship. They really don't like Han, I think, by now. I don't know. I don't know why. What, what, what he, did he do? <laughs> he doesn't get any shine these days. They, they announced him like back then. He was like the next big thing, like, I don't know, two years ago or so, coming out with like, remember the name by Fort Minor. Uh, and like everyone was like on it. And now uh, something must have happened. I don't know. And then we had uh, also a Bantam weight MMA, Mark Fatix Abelardo, um, versus Uruta, uh, knockout round two by elbow. It was nasty. Out of nowhere, he was throwing his elbow with all he had. Like you can see like his whole body, like going back and like just moving forward, throwing this elbow at the opponent landed so congratulations but that that could have ended also very bad for for abelardo because if the other guy would have paid a bit more attention he would have seen that coming and would have like countered moved away or i don't know go for a leg kick or something um but yeah i mean it landed so all good congratulations to abelardo uh was good for him to bounce back into the win column uh well that's about it from one championship again <laughs> Sometimes it seems like they, they're running events, just to run events, because there wasn't really that much of hype behind it. But the hype is real for the events in April. So you see, I'm not a hater on one championship. In April, they're all stacked cards. Like, everybody's in action. Mighty Mouse is going to be there. Sage is going to come back. And actually, whew, that's going to be tough for Sage. Um, we go, well, the Christian Lee is back in action, I believe, as well, which, which, which would be fun, because he's always coming out like full speed which is awesome so uh, yeah i'm looking forward to this so see i'm looking forward to one championship five zero all right <laughs> i think that's enough for today before i get accused of hating on one championship one more time so um that's all that's all there is for uh this week in mma let me know your thoughts in regards to my new setting does it sound different does it look different does it look awkward um if you want the cool Evolve t-shirts, come to Singapore, train with Evolve, buy your Evolve t-shirt there because um, I'm supporting. Uh, other than that, let me know what you, what you, th what you thought about Jan, uh, about Izzy, what's next for Izzy, what's next for Amanda, what's next for Megan, um, how long will Sterling be out and what would you do with Pure Jan? This and more I would like to know from you. And by the way, keep your eyes uh, open. There will be a few adjusted social media posts um, where I will be highlighting a few fighters in a different way. I hope I don't get into trouble. I hope no one's going to kick my ass after that coming out this week. So I hope to see you on social media. Until then, take care, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.